Hello, this is Aaron James Brown, the Director of Discipleship at Urban Village Church, a Jesus-loving, inclusive community with four sites in Chicago, Illinois. You are listening to the Ask a Pastor podcast, A Way to Pray, our special Lenten podcast for 2018. In this podcast, UBC staff members and pastors answer your difficult and dangerous questions about prayer and offer spiritual practices that will transform your life. So let's take a couple of your questions. This week, our questions are inspired by a Lenten sermon series, which is coming up. And our first question is, when we pray, to whom do we pray? And that's a large question. In Exodus 3, Moses is instructed to set the people of Israel free from slavery. And Moses, doubting his own authority and perhaps doubting the authority others will grant him when he makes such a grand demand, wonders to whom should he give credit for the freedom of the enslaved people. And God says, I am who I am. Tell them it is I am who sent you. Furthermore, God says, this is my name forever and this is my title for all generations. Now, I am is an interesting statement, and we could nerd out about it for a while, but more importantly, we should note that God does not technically give Moses an answer with a name with which we are familiar. Therefore, we are led to believe, just as the ancient Israelites practice, a name has significance. When we pray, we are praying to the God of all things, the great I am, the God who is beyond name, beyond human language, the God who is all in all. The human language is complicated and beautiful too, right? Therefore, when we pray, we pray using lots of names for God, just trying to grapple with an understanding of who God is. We pray to sometimes God the Father, who is not totally a father and who is really more than a father. We pray using the word creator to a God who is creator and who is not limited to just creating things, and God who is more than a creator. We pray to God the sustainer and the God who is more than a sustainer, God who is also the healer. So it's important to know that when we pray to whom we are praying, our language we use for God is important. And there's importance in a name or names we use for God. And I have to say it's kind of cool that there are so many names we can use for God. God is quite inclusive, perhaps even relevant in that way. Depending on the situation and the moment, we can call upon different names for God because God's name is so significant and all-encompassing. The I am who I am encompasses lots of things. And so God allows all to use names for God's self. And God hears those names when we creatively select them. In the Bible, people often refer to God as the God of Jacob and the God of Isaac. And I would add maybe the God of Leah and Rahab and Hannah, just to include a few. When we pray, it's also important to know that The God to whom we pray is a God of all generations. God has heard the prayers of our four parents of faith. 
God listened, cared for, and wept with those who have gone before us. Therefore, we inherit this God and the names for God with which we use. Our prayers, when we pray, are connected to a longer chain of those who sought out and sought after a God of redemption and freedom and mercy. So that's who we pray to. Another question I often wonder myself is, what happens when we pray? When we pray, there is this overlapping of heaven and earth. Because Jesus came to earth as God incarnate, because Jesus died and was resurrected, Jesus set in motion God's activity to redeem the world. So when you and I do one act of justice or say one word of mercy or offer a prayer at a time, we are participating in this overlapping of heaven and earth. When we pray, we are entering into the overlapping of heaven, God's space, and earth, the human space. When we pray, we are actually bringing, pulling, and tugging the earth the space that is yet to be fully redeemed as it will be one day, we're pulling it closer to God's future for the earth when the world is fully redeemed. When we pray, we are participating in the act of joining our voices to the chorus of folks who have gone before us, who prayed God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when we pray, maybe we don't know the words to say, But scripture says the Holy Spirit, God's powerful force in the world, picks up where our hearts and minds cannot pray on our own. Scripture also says that creation is praying with us, groaning for God's future redemption. So when we pray, we join with creation, crying out in worship, lament, and calling for action of a God who cares for all and cares for our well-being. When we pray, God listens and God moves. For this Lenten series, at Urban Village Church, we want to offer you a prayer practice at the end of each Ask a Pastor podcast. These prayer practices will allow you to explore new ways of prayer as you pray in your everyday life and engage in conversations with a God who cares for you. So this week, we'll practice the collet, or the collect. It's a prayer that follows a particular structure, and it typically comes before the entrance or procession into more traditional worship services. You know, sometimes a pastor will walk down the aisle with a choir following or going before. Collet is taken from the Latin word collecta, meaning to collect or to gather, Therefore, the collet is the gathering prayer, which literally marks the beginning of worship or our collection with the people who have gone before us to join in prayer with a long chain of those who pray. The collet is usually comprised of four parts, a name for God, remembrance of who God is, the prayer request or petition to God, and the expectation or the trust that God will provide of God's self, just as God has done throughout history and the movement of the world. So to pray the collet, you will need a writing utensil and a piece of paper, and I'll give you a second to get that now. 
First, identify something or someone for whom you'd like to pray. What or who has been on your heart and mind this week? Think about it or them and write that thing or person at the top of the page. And then throughout this exercise, I'm going to offer an example or show you how to build your own prayer. In my example, I'm going to pray for a friend's health. Next, identify God by some name and perhaps adding on an adjective or adverb. You start your prayer off with this name as an address to the divine. So for my friend's health, I would say, healing God. After that, you incorporate scripture. You don't have to know a lot about scripture to do this. You can be very general or very specific. You can offer many stories from scripture or you can just use one. I like to start off the prayer with the statement, just as. For example, for my friend's health, I would say, healing God, just as Jesus restored sight to the blind. Next, you name your thing or person for whom you wish to pray. You don't have to make this fancy. Simply state the words, emotions, or situation for which you are concerned before God. So for my prayer, I would say, Healing God, just as Jesus restored sight to the blind, please restore my friend to health and wellness. And lastly, you name a quality of God. This can be a quality of God you know to be true based on your own life experience, a quality of God listed in scripture, or a quality of God you're testing and trying out for this time in your prayer. I often like to start this last portion with because. This is the portion of the prayer where we hope with expectation that God will show up because God has shown up before. So for my friend, I would pray, healing God. Just as Jesus restored sight to the blind, please restore my friend to health and wellness because you care about the health and wellness of all of your creatures. And that's it. Did you write your prayer? I'll give you a second to write your name for God, a remembrance of God's action, your prayer request, and your expectation of God's activity, and then allow you time to read back over what you wrote. Thanks for listening to the Ask a Pastor podcast, A Way to Pray. If this podcast is giving you life this week, consider giving financially to UBC on our website at ubcchurch.org backslash give. At our website, you can learn more about the bold, inclusive, relevant community at Urban Village Church on our website, that's urbanvillagechurch.org, or on Facebook and on Instagram. If you live in the Chicagoland area, we'd love to see you in worship at one of our four sites across the city. You can send us your Ask a Pastor questions at info at urbanvillagechurch.org. As we close this week, May you find a creative name for God and invoke it for yourself 
based on your own circumstances. Call on God. God is ready to listen. Walter, stop that. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>